Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Miles Boyer. You guys, welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. Y'all, today's episode is episode number 42, which is a little wild to think about. And, uh, and we're dropping one today um, that is, it's pretty different. It's pretty unique. Uh, the, the guest that I have today, uh, here, here's a teaser for you. Spoiler alert. He has over $1.3 billion that's billion with a B, billion dollars in gross sales in last year alone. And if you guys aren't listening yet, you're not paying attention yet, now would be the time to get out a pen and paper. We, uh, we're sitting down with a good friend of mine. His name is Mike Dooley. He's the founder of the Dooley Group alongside eight other companies. And uh, just a brilliant friend of mine, incredible businessman, uh, guy that just really has his head on straight and his priorities straight. Y'all, we're going to click right over here into my conversation with him. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So, uh, hey, Mike, first things first, buddy, thank you so much uh, just for taking a couple of minutes to step away from what is a, a remarkably busy life um, to, uh, to to chat with me, man. Man, I, what do you mean? I'm pumped to hang out with you. You're the, you're the man. Seeing you on social media, it's like, oh, I'm hanging out with a social media god. I like it. Uh, well, I, honestly, these days, like life has changed a lot for both of us. It's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, we should probably, you know, give everybody that's listening a little bit of of a, a backup here on the last 15 years of friendship. But first things first, give us just a high level on uh, like, who is Mike Dooley? Yeah. And, and you know, you think about podcasts and like me and you, we, obviously we've been on them. And one thing I don't want to start out with saying is, and my wife reminds me a lot, you need someone to ground you sometimes is a lot of times it is, all right, tell me about your business. Tell me about this. And I'm talking from me, Mike Dooley, but I want to make sure I have a lot of great people around me, a lot of team. You know, I think, Mick Broach, for instance, he's been with me in my real estate business since day one. So who I, who am I? One thing I want to leave with people right away is I have to say this to myself. It's Keller Williams Values, God, Family, Business. I actually say that to myself a lot during the day or during the week to remind myself. In business, when you're having some sort of success, you can get that off kilter, out of the way. So I say God, Family, Business and I have to remember that because like probably all of you, Texts are just flowing in, emails flowing in, and it's business opportunities. It's always going to be there, and you really can work seven days a week, 24-7. I don't want to do that. When you fast forward it and you hear Steve Jobs and a lot of great people say, I have billions of dollars. What's it worth if I don't have a relationship with my family and friends? So I think that's really, really important. But today, I think we're nine business, different ownership percentages or so. Traditionally, real estate vertical is most of the businesses. Um, but yeah, just, just hopefully having fun. I think that's important. Uh, as you're listening to this, I'm probably, it's fall time. So I'm hopefully going to a lot of different football games. That's something I love doing with my family and friends. Yeah. So if you guys don't get the impression yet, uh, this is a little bit of a different, it's a departure from our normal guests on here, right? We've had, uh, some of the most prolific artists and, uh, and voices names in the photo and video industry on this podcast. But this series, I know I've mentioned this, but this series is all about bringing in just brilliant business minds so that we can learn as an industry and as individuals, we can learn the lessons that are, that are being learned across multiple businesses and uh, across multiple industries. And so, you know, as Mike mentioned, uh, you know, real estate mogul, and I, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, truly, uh, I had the opportunity to chat with him just a few minutes before we recorded. And I, and I said, Mike, just uh, give, me, give me a high level on the amount of money that pushed through your company in 2021. And he threw out the number 1 billion, 30 million. 
Mike, what is that? When, when you see that B next to gross revenue, what does that feel like? Ooh, it's crazy. It's something you know, you're pushing for and pushing for. But we have a lot of great agents and a lot of great people that have that, you know, 300 agents really making that happening, changing their lives and their families' lives. It's fun to see. But then, you know, like, like all of us, you're on social media, you're on Inman articles, whatever it is, and you see people doing 100 billion, you know, trillions. So then it's kind of level sets. But if we can change enough lives, and that's something we're, we're looking to do. Uh, but when you're talking, uh, you think about it, and you said, you know, hey, maybe I'm a little bit different guest than you have. I am a professor at the University of Arkansas in their business school. And I think about it when I'm communicating things to our students and different people. Yes, the widget's different. And, you know, and, and some people love that word or not love that word. For instance, in real estate, we're helping families get their, their dreams of home ownership. But if you look at it from a business perspective, every single business that we're doing, whether it's title company, mortgage company, you know, taking uh, one the person's dream wedding day or, you know, maybe you're doing a, a brand photo shoot that's like their number one launch of Ralph Lauren for the first time. What did that feel like? And that's what you guys are bringing as an experience. But the widget's the same. If you really break it down, it's transactions, it's numbers, it's people. And I have a great mentor that says, if something's not working, you're missing a person or a system. So go back to that, no matter who's listening today, what company you're in. So for instance, I'm sure you have the problem like we do sometimes. Okay, nine people want me to shoot on Saturday. I'm one person. I can only be in Australia, USA, or, or Iceland. So where am I shooting? And I think that's important. So first of all, God family business. So does that brand or that item, does it relate with you? Is it on brand for you? I think that's important to think about. But are you scaling? And I see where a lot of businesses, and this is one of the hardest things I struggle through, is I think I'm a good CEO or leader at X, but what if it was $100 billion? Am I the right person? Could I replace myself? So if you're in business today, you probably started as yourself. And I'll remind you, I say this all the time, if you were a sole entrepreneur in the beginning, you were the cleaning person, you were the admin, you were the virtual assistant, you're the whatever it is, second shooter. You're all those things. You're one person. So as you scale, I, I, would, I would just uh, at this time, I would just tell you too, one thing is they might not do it the way exactly you're going to do it. You have to be okay with it. Colin Powell said this one time, if you have 70% of the information, you make a decision, boom, you act. If you have 30% or less, you do nothing. That's hard for us as single entrepreneurs sometimes because we want to do everything. What happens is you fail. You just need to move on to the next big rock or the big decision. I know I felt like I was all on the board. Hopefully I answered your question. No, man. You, <laughs> you answered my question and more. Here's the thing. Uh, I, already, I promise, uh, people's pins are out. You guys, if you're, not, if you're not listening to this episode and taking notes, you're doing yourself a disservice because... The, the truth of the matter is that our guest today, um, you know, he's been, I, I mentioned this, he's been a friend of mine for 15 years, right? Our, our kids are growing up together. Our wives are good friends. We go to Razorback football games together. I, I have the opportunity to sit in, and, and I don't use this word lightly, Mike, but I have the opportunity to sit in your gravitational field and watch people be drawn to you. And, uh, and I want to know, you know, genuinely, as, as a business owner and somebody that has been, uh, you know, around a number of different industries, how is it that you uh, keep community so central to who you are to where bringing people in is like a, a core ethos of, of, uh, of your success? Oh, big, big question. There's a lot to unpack there. And yes, I think back to even our engagement pictures. <laughs> you were there. It was fun. 
I, I want to kind of go back and look at that guy and wish I was that guy today, <laughs> older, fatter, grayer, right? Um, but you think about it, and I think about actually a fun story. I remember where our two oldest kids were in the Walmart Five and Dime Museum, and they had that little truck, you know, where you put in the quarters, and they're both in there that long ago. It's funny. Now we have, you know, double-digit kids. It's crazy. They're like adults already. Um, I, I think some of it, too, is every day. And, and, and I would tell you, too, I'm not a smart, brilliant man at all, but I'm doing what you're doing. Listen to podcasts, reading articles, reading books every single day. And I think that's the difference. If you look up, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people, maybe they work from home and they're like, oh, I'm watching a little sports center. I'm doing laundry. All those things happen. I, if I had to give one tip, I actually go to the office every single day. And I think that's really, really important. What I mean is maybe you don't have an office. Well, great. Go to your local coffee shop. Go to your spot. Go to your shared working space. A lot of people that know me, our offices and our spaces are open to anyone. Say, hey, I need to use your conference room. We have someone doing it right now. Use use somebody because, you know what, they want energy. They want bringing people in because it's going to make them better business people. So if I had to give one tip, it's doing it every single day, learning every day get 1% better. And I think that's something that we've done is fast forward. You know, we started this six years ago. We didn't know anything. I thought real estate was just residential real estate. I would get in my car and have the open house signs and I do this thing. Today, it's so different. Mortgage companies, insurance, and just there's so many pieces. I actually heard this stat. Every residential home in America on average is about $66,000 in commission. So look at that opportunity and think about, okay, where can I play? Where can I add value? I just did a video this morning and I talked about customer service versus customer experience. And I would challenge anybody, if you haven't even done one thing for your company, you haven't even created the website yet or social media, just think about customer experience. So fast forward, say 20 years from now, what does my client's customer experience look like? And then drive to that. And I just, I want to rewind. Actually, I heard an article, read an article on the Toyota CEO. I believe they, it was, and I might get this quote wrong, but it was 20 years in the making before he can become CEO. And they talked about companies in Japan are 100 years old. Where us here, sometimes in America, and I know you have followership all across the world, but think about that. A 20-year-old company in Japan is a baby. Here, we'd be like, wow, you've been in business for 20 years. That's perspective. Yeah, that's a, what an enormous way to just look at, at life. Because the reality is like most of our, most of our listeners and most of our industry in general, uh, you're, you're spot on. They're solopreneurs. A lot of times people have these like ambitions of, you know, maybe we're going to bring on an associate shooter or, uh, you know, long-term kind of hire an assistant, something like that. It was one of the reasons I wanted to sit with you because the thing that we have going on as a community in the in the photoco group is this is this change in perspective like you just mentioned this idea of that that we are better when we come together and uh, and when we when we you know share our successes we share our failures and we and we can like you know collaborate on those thought processes so tell me then you know say you've got a 20 year business or a 15 year business i know and i know the answer to this because we we did this together but what came for you before the decision to go out and, and, uh, and really take these risks as an entrepreneur? Great question. I was about to turn 40 and probably like a lot of you, that's that stage. I know some people, the midlife crisis and they go out and they buy a Corvette or do something like that. I actually had two daughters 
And I said, you know what? I always say to them, be, and obviously my youngest was very, very tiny at that time, but our oldest and just in general, go be whoever you want to be. My wife and I talk about that, Cody, and I say, okay, what do we want our kids to be? Well, first of all, it's not our decision. We just need to provide opportunities for them and let them have experiences where if they love what they're doing, it's not a job. So anyone listening today, if you don't love what you're doing, please change today. And I have this rule I always talk about, the 24-hour rule. If you don't do it within 24 hours, you won't do it. So I was about to turn 40, and I said, you know what? I had a great career, great, you know, I was in in corporate America, and I really enjoyed it. We were blessed, but I was not um, practicing. I I was saying, do as I say, not as I do. So I told my kids, be whoever you want to be, and dad wasn't doing that. So I think that's important is when I was going to turn 40, I said, you know what? I want to give more. Uh, we were blessed to give about 100000 to charity last year. In 2006, I only made 29000 so that's just perspective. And I think your financial thermostat changes over time. So if I want my kids, and, and, and you hear this a lot too, and, and sometimes if you're around me, people say, hey, you talk about money a lot. But I heard a great mentor say this. If you had a family person, a family member, a friend, a close friend that needed a heart transplant or needed a transplant, insurance didn't cover it, and it was a hundred grand. If you don't have abundance and you don't have the cash, you might not be able to save their life. So I think that's important to know it's the good that money can do, and that's something I obviously bring into my life too is uh, we are traditionally, how can we give? How can we help? If you're around me, I almost always say yes. Now, it might not be $500,000, but you know, I'll tell you, I have influence at times and I can say, let's bring together 5,000 people and we all gave $100, then boom, you're there. So that's just thinking differently and looking at it differently. But, but to answer your question, that 40 was pivotal for me. And I said, what? And I'll, I'll tell you, why did I choose real estate? I read an article that the top 1% in the world, 24% of their portfolio is in real estate. So success leaves clues. So I followed the math. Yeah, what a what a cool story. So I want to back up and give everybody a little bit of context really quick because these episodes are shorter than what we've done in the past. Though, if you're listening right now, I hope that you're eating this up because the the truth of the matter is we could go for a couple of hours with Mike and there would always be more for you to to absorb. Um, but I'm going to back up and give you guys a little bit of context. So Mike mentioned that I shot their, uh, his and Cody's engagement photos. This was like 15 years ago or something like that. Um, and, uh, and, and so fun. And, and, you know, Mike and I, we've got the same anniversary as well, which is kind of cool. Um, but after that, a few years after that, uh, Mike and Cody had moved back to Northwest Arkansas from Minneapolis. And, uh, and Mike mentioned he was in corporate, he was in, in, in advertising and, we kind of reconnected on a, a big shoot. Um, I don't know if you can use brands and names and all that, but Mike had the opportunity to sell in a product into a major retailer that had never been done before. And it was right after that shoot. I don't know if you remember this. It was right after that shoot that you told me that you were bailing out. I was like, man, you're, you just did something massive. You, just, you, you had a huge win and that's when you decided to bail out. It reminds me a lot of you know athletes that we look up to. Everybody always talks about the the people that hold on too long, and uh, and you took off right at the at the peak. What kind of discipline does it take to know that you know you're not happy where you are, even though you're succeeding? Yeah, and I'm okay saying Yankee Candle. We launched Yankee Candle at Walmart. It was a lot of fun, and and it was actually I remember the house Ten Robson Way. If you believe that, it's kind of crazy because that was one of my very first houses, and it was that's another thing you just triggered something I want to share. 
if you have a dream to go do something, not a lot of people, and I, and I didn't. It's not that I said, hey, honey, hey, sweetie, today I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be a real estate agent. And I don't know if you have a partner or you're married, and I'm sure your partner was like, awesome, go ahead and do that tonight. <laughs> she was like, heck no. So I, there were several times I was basically working like three jobs, even though at the time I didn't necessarily financially needed to. I needed to prove it to myself and to my partner. So I think that's important. Bring in great people. And I think if you have a cultural chemistry fit, and, and I say this all the time, anyone we're recruiting, having conversations with, getting into business with, do you have a cultural chemistry fit with them? That's number one. If we can all have fun together, the work, business, life is going to be so much better. I think a lot of times we look at talent first or what they can do, and then you have a horrible cultural chemistry fit. That's never going to work, just so you know. And I know never is a strong word, but I'll call it out right now. So do you enjoy that? Miles and I have always had so much fun, and he's so talented, and his team's talented. And we were able to do something cool, new, and different and build both of our portfolios. See, we worked together, and we collaborated. And I think you know you hear a lot of rap songs and different songs talk about the collab, right? I'll tell you, can you do that in business? And I think that's important, is what are you missing in your life and your business? So something I'm going through a journey right now is understanding my genius and what I'm good at. So I think that's important for you. So for instance, if you know the disc profile, a C, I'm not good at. And that's like super detailed. And I'm not going to spend four hours going every line item through my financial statement. If I'm doing that, I'm failing our company and our people because that's not my genius. I'm not having fun and I'm not good at that. Relationships, people, ideas, some of those is my genius and what I'm good at. If I'm outside that zone, I need to remind myself, hey, get, get in your genius. So I would challenge you today Maybe you're the best photographer, videographer, business person, business development person. Stay in that genius and hire a system or a tool or someone else to help the other part of your business. So I would do that today. And you know, a tip I would give your listeners, a lot of people say, oh, I can't have an assistant. Well, there's a lot of opportunities to have virtual assistants, people in the Philippines that are amazing and need to grow their family and their life where it's a win-win. They're maybe on different hours, different times, and our, our dollar is different. They're still going to have a great living there, but you can utilize them and, and, and tap into that or even share one. So I think that's uh, internships. Boom, we do a lot of that too. And I think that's important. Man, such a great tip. I, I'm going to bring it down in the weeds for you guys because I know, I know the industry, the listener, a little bit closer and, uh, and give you guys a practical example of what Mike just said. Uh, for years and years, we've been talking over in the Photoco group about how important it is to just have somebody manage your finances. Because as creatives, almost none of us are naturally number-oriented. That's just not something that comes natural to very many of us, certainly not to me. Uh, and so I want to give like a public recognition and a, and a huge high five to uh, to one of our Photoco admins. And a good buddy of mine, Derek Kautz, yesterday wrote into the Mastermind group um, that he had finally gotten himself a, uh, a CPA. And man, it's, it's little moments like that where he, he was able to take a deep breath yesterday. And I don't think he realized, and those of you guys that are listening, I don't think a lot of y'all realize how long you've been holding your breath. And so what Mike basically just said is like, find the avenues in your business that are causing you tension and do what you're good at. But then also have the courage and have the audacity to find people around you that can do the things that you're not good at. And that's power right there. Okay, so so Mike, you, you mentioned early on, you just I love that you just like skipped past this nonchalantly. You mentioned early on that you are either the the owner, 100% owner, or a, a part owner in nine different businesses. 
Um, how many across how many industries roughly would that be? You know, and I, I want to make sure I weave this in too. I've I've had several companies that I'm a zero percent owner that aren't in business anymore that have failed. So I want to make sure you guys are listening loud and clear. I by no means have it figured out. But one thing I heard a mentor say, and I, w- I would challenge you to do this, is can the business have an opportunity to make 250000 That was just a number that we kind of came up together. You're going to have your own financial thermostat. But I think understand can a business do X. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So say you're selling uh, straws. How, how much? What would be the most amount of money someone would pay for a straw? Well, I don't know if it's maybe like a Kim Kardashian stainless steel that you autograph. That might be different. But traditionally, if you think about it, a business like that, unless you're obviously in Walmart, Costco, whatever it is, is different. But I just feel up, go with me, if you will, for a second. The opportunity might be to make you know $5,000 annualized. So if you're spending your time on doing that, is that opportunity to have for growth? So find out where people are going. People always need haircuts. Kind of go through those things, if you will. And I think that's something we're really looking at today is some of our businesses we closed is we realized the opportunity was – our time, we may be spending 20 hours, 30 hours, staff, people, insurance, all these things, and then maybe only able to, to pump out 15000 or 10000 I think that's really important for anyone to listen. But anywhere from mortgage to insurance, mostly a real estate vertical. One other one which we're excited about is uh, an inventor. Uh, and you can look at it if you want. It's called The Easy Sign and then Key Box Keeper. The Easy Sign, and I just want to share with you on this too, not about me, but I just want to plant a seed with someone is I found a problem, and it happened by luck. We have all uh, traditionally commercial real estate, residential, farmland, all of them have these heavy, heavy, heavy wood signs that are 300 pounds that someone builds, buys the wood from Lowe's, and it's a long process, if you will. And we were going to move all of those from the back of a building into a storage unit. And we, you know, like 19 monkeys, there we go. Wait a minute, only three of these signs will fit in one storage unit. We're going to pay $200 to store wood signs in a storage unit. And we had an aha moment and said, well, that doesn't make any business sense. Come to find out, started researching. You know, is there an IKEA sign? Is there a tailgating sign? Is there anything that folds up and makes it portable that you can bring with you? And there was nothing. So we made the solution and made it happen. And I think the difference is whenever I hear people all the time, they say, oh, I had this really good frugal binder. I had this thing. I had this. And they never did something with it. It is starting to get traction, but it's not knocking it out of the park right now, and it's going to. We have a great idea, but what happens is people don't go to the finish line. So back to my daughters and why I started this. I want to tell them, if you believe in something, you have an idea, see it to the end. Do it so you don't 50 years later say, I have this great invention. I didn't do anything with it. And I think that's something else of why we moved it forward. Great partner, Brandon and I, is to be able to tell our kids we did it. And it's fun. I see my kids, they're drawing on napkins all the time and say, hey, dad, I have this invention and they're looking at it. You're causing that creativity. So two quick things I want to unpack. And you weren't going to talk ever, Miles, were you? You kind of just gave the mic to me, right? (laughs) Butterfly effect on YouTube. Highly recommend checking that out. But also as people, and I heard you called out that great young man on here, but CPAs, there's a book, it's called Tax-Free Wealth. I highly recommend uh, getting that book. And there's some concepts in there. It can be overwhelming, too, if you haven't been in business for a long time, but, but unpack it. Take one or two things from there. For instance, are you an LLC? If you're 1099 versus an LLC, you, does your checking account care how you're structured and all that stuff? No, but your checking account, well, you want it to be larger or smaller. So if you put some things in place, you're working hard for your money. You need to keep more of it. 
and there's some really good strategies in there. For instance, paying your kids. Uh, it also talks about you know 179s, all these things that you've heard about, but why not take advantage of those? So tax-free wealth. I have no relation to the book. It's just really good. I listen to it all the time. Where were we, Miles? You said you said this is my podcast. Today, yeah, right? thank you. Hey, thanks so much for coming. Uh, no, I, guys, I, I want to ask you guys a question really quick. Are you a newborn photographer living in a retirement community? Let that sink. Like what Mike just said was was essentially, are you trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist? Right? I want to take pictures of a baby around old people. And instead, if you would just change your perspective or change your location, but something has to change for success to happen in your life. And so maybe you need to change the service that you, that you offer, or you need to change the orientation to the problem that you're, that you're trying to solve. And, and what Mike, I think what you've done that's so brilliant, man, is you, is you have solved or be, began the process of solving one problem. And what that's done is open the door to you seeing, having perspective on a number of new problems that you may be able to have a solution to. And, uh, and, and I think that's just brilliant. So the, the question that I asked early though, is when you, when you said you had nine businesses, well, these are across all kinds of different industries. Am I right? Like, so you've got, I know that they all work together, but you just mentioned a sign company, your real estate company. I know you mentioned at one point a mortgage company. Uh, what, what else am I missing? Uh, title company. Uh, <laughs> I got to think through all the things. Yeah. Easy sign, uh, inventions, mortgage, real estate. What else do I have? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I should, we should probably post the list below and see. That's that's actually a bad thing that I don't really know, if you will. But the uh, the thing I want to share with them is that we have brilliant, awesome people that are running a lot of them. I'm not running them day to day, and it's to build their wealth and their opportunity. So at times, I realize I'm not the right person to run certain companies. So Capture Marketing is sign sign company. You know, we do a lot of different things: hats, shirts, swag, all that is uh, that's not my genius. My genius is to tell people about it, share about it, but we have leaders running those different businesses to build their own wealth and their own opportunity. But one of the things that I tell all of our leaders is my job is to knock down roadblocks. So maybe they come to something they haven't been before, all right, how do I knock it down? And that's something I do in our, our one-on-ones. And it's a, I always say it's a system or a person. Who do we need to hire or what's a system? And the great thing about all those businesses, even though they're somewhat different, Every single time I go back to and I say, what's a system that's maybe in another company that we can replicate um, in there? Man. You triggered something before and I was like, oh, here's what I'm sorry to interrupt. I want to make sure I share this with them. You talked about uh, being in a 55 and old community, but in real estate, we actually say this. If you can get in a relationship with someone, you're going to help them purchase, buy or sell seven homes in their lifetime. So if I think about some of the maybe photographers, videographers, it's the same thing. The widget's different, but they're going to have a baby. Then they're going to have a birthday party. Then they're going to have engagements. They're going to have weddings. They're going to have retirement parties. If you can be part of their experience, customer experience in their life, you're going to be the photographer for all those things. And here's what else. As the business, the butterfly effect, if you do a really good job and have a good customer experience, they're going to tell their uncle about you, their cousin, their sister, and your business is going to hundred X. And I think that's something that's important. See the widget seems different, but we think about seven purchases in someone's life. And that's how you need to think about your business is what's the end in mind. Yeah. Enormous perspective there. And I, and a super way, a good way to make this relevant for everybody. Hey, shameless plug here, by the way, you guys, if you have seen the, uh, the photo co hats, 
uh, and t-shirts, the journals, the backpacks, um, all of the swag that has gone out with the Holdfast moneymaker kits that have been floating around. You guys, if you'd like to win a, uh, a PhotoCo uh, swag pack... I need you to do me a favor. I'm just genuinely curious about here. All of that stuff is created by one of Mike's companies, by Capture Marketing. And actually, we are sitting right now together. It's the first interview that I've done on this podcast live, which is a lot of fun. But I'm sitting in his office uh, at Capture Marketing, which is a lot of... Oh, it's just sort of a special thing for me. If you guys would like to win a swag bag, um, I just need you to comment in the uh, in the iTunes store or in the Spotify store, wherever you're listening to this podcast. I want you to, to write a, a five-star review, obviously, but also a comment back. Um, that is a question from Mike Dooley. And we're going to do a follow-up to this episode where I have, I have him uh, respond to a few of those questions. And, uh, and we'll pick one of you guys to, to give you over a swag bag too. Okay, let me jump to the big question. Can, uh, can Mike, I jump in? I cannot yeah, please, let you please, give please something go. and I don't give something. Let's go. Hey, how, what if I gave a $250 gift card to that same winner for Capture Marketing? So maybe they needed business cards. They want to do stickers. They want to do something like that. Maybe we partner that together and make it an awesome big prize. What do you think about that? I, I, can't, I can't let you be cooler than me. Listen, I think it's fantastic. You know what we just did is we just removed... There's going to be no outside sponsor to this episode. So this this episode is brought to you by Capture Marketing and uh, and the Dooley Group. Uh, Mike, that's really generous. Thank you so much for, for being a part of that and taking care of that for us. And um, you guys... Okay, so the big question. Everybody that has been following along with, uh, with this series starting last week with Derek... Um, and, uh, and then moving on over the next, uh, oh, we haven't decided maybe eight to 10 weeks, something like that. You know, that there's a big question. The big question that I sent over to Mike before we started was simple. What is a battle that all entrepreneurs must fight through on their way to success? Uh, let me slow it down. I'll say it one more time. What's a battle that all entrepreneurs must fight through in order to be successful? Now, Mike, I want to ask you that question because I think you have you've really positioned yourself uniquely to to answer this question. So, so talk to us about these battles, and then also talk to us about uh, the 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 way that you have found yourself on the other side of them. We have nine hours for this podcast, right? Yes, roughly. You know, a, a lot of things that I would share. Number number one is pride. I mean, I think we all have that too. And I mentioned earlier that we've closed a couple businesses. And, and that's really, really hard. I'm probably like you guys is competitive and you believe in yourself and you're giving 400%. Sometimes you can't outwork a problem or outwork something that's a change. So say I owned a business and it was Blockbuster today. Well, that's changed dramatically. No matter how hard I work or how many mar- much marketing or social media I do, it's not going to be in business. So I think pride gets in the way. I would challenge anybody to not do that. Get some console at time. Hey, this is not working. What would you do? Sometimes you can shift a business model. If you didn't know, uh, Blockbuster had the opportunity to be Netflix and work together and be one company. They got pride in the way. And I would highly recommend Business Wars is where you can listen to that podcast. No relation. I just thought, hey, good, good drop there. But I would say, too, as you scale, understand that people's lives are in your hands. Payroll, uh, health insurance, all those things as you continue to grow. And I think that's something that weighs on on me at times is maybe you're not knocking it out of the park in certain companies or certain businesses. That's on you. So you got to get it done. And I think just really communicating, being vulnerable, letting your people understand, here's growth targets we need to hit together. And when when and I feel like I say this a lot, things are self-funded. That's not always fun. You know, when I worked in corporate America, as Miles mentioned before, 
I, I, we were attempting to make really good decisions all the time, but it wasn't like that night necessarily uh, someone on my team wouldn't get paid or wouldn't have payroll or we wouldn't have electricity or internet because it's all self-funded. And, and a lot of you listening, the way I understand it is you're self-funding things. I think that's important and kind of balance if you can. It's, it's, it's you know, you talked about battle miles. It is a battle between growth putting money, betting on something, savings, and that's something that's like a crane operator. If you've ever seen it, I've never been on a crane, but I just picture them. They got their feet going, their hands going back and forth, and I think that's something that you're always doing, and that's back to when I said showing up every day. If you're not showing up every day and then finding solutions, systems, tools to scale, I think that's important, but but it weighs on me. I would say you know mortgages, rents, uh, people, and you know what? You want to provide opportunity for people. And, and I, I think it's, it's all about people if you go back to it. So are you doing it? And are you doing it the right way? If you're around me a lot, I say this a lot too. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There's sometimes you're going to make a decision that's on a sprint. And here's what I mean. It might be a quick financial win, but it might be against your values or who you are, or who your brand is. Take a pause on that. Don't let the quick money or the short decision Go with that. Remind yourself, and I say this a lot, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Sometimes for a customer, we might have to eat something. We might have, you know, hey, we made a mistake potentially. We might have to buy a refrigerator. As you know, refrigerators aren't cheap anymore, two grand. We've had to buy boat slips before. There's been things that have occurred, and I always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I, I think that would be in the battle. I would tell yourself a couple things. God, family, business, if that's important to you, and it is to me, uh, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And then slow down. If Colin Powell says if you have less than 30%, don't make the decision. I think we always think we may need to make a decision. Sometimes if someone texts you something, you don't have the answer. Maybe you don't engage with them. You don't have the time. Delete it. Be okay with doing that. I think that's another battle that I have, probably like you guys too. I maybe have, and I can let you look at it, it's probably like 400 texts right now. And forgive me if you're listening and I haven't responded. You have to balance through what's the marathon, what's the sprint. There's key people in my life that I need to respond to immediately and move things forward. There's only 24 hours in a day. And I think when I was in the beginning, you're working 14, 16, 20 hours, you feel like. So who gets affected? God, family, business. So I think that's something to think about. Man, I we've said this before on this podcast. I think this is going to resonate well with you as well, Mike. You have no idea the value of your yes until you can hear yourself say no. Right when when you when you have the the wisdom to look at a business opportunity and say this isn't for me, or we're not a good fit, uh, or this doesn't align with my values, the moment you learn to say no, you just added value, you just created value to your yes. And uh, and man, I love that that the battles that you're talking through, uh, so many of them have to do with just making decisions, just having the courage to say. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to try, right? That's a that's a a powerful perspective, I think, for people to listen to. Listen, Mike, as we start to wrap this up, I I want to ask, man. I know you've had uh, over the last you know 10, 15 years, you've had a number of of like big big wins, right? And I think the curious thing for people listening would be what those wins are, because I I know I'm going to give you an example. You may see the B next to the, the billion dollar mark next to your gross. And for a lot of people, that would be a win. But I remember how excited you were when you guys uh, took out the children's wing, uh, that you, know, you had the wing at the children's hospital with your name on it. Um, 
Talk to me about what it feels like to have the financial flexibility to do good, like to truly do good. Oh, kind of, kind of sets in a little bit too, you know, and, and it, you hear me say financial thermostat a lot. It changes by the year. So be okay with that too. And I think, trust me, I have FOMO and I have all those things where you're on Instagram, TikTok, and you're seeing somebody with their 19 Lamborghinis or Ferraris. Always take a step back and you don't always know what's real. And is that important? I mean, in the beginning of the journey, I thought, you know, now I'm just, I want to be happy with a, a Ford F-250. I think would be cool. You know, a lot of room for the kids. But yeah, I, I wanted them, I would say too, was a uh, hundred million in volume for our team in real estate. That was something we really drove to because we think that puts you in a different category. So if anyone's listening, think about your business and, and I think here's something to look at. Whatever town you live in, whatever country, whatever area, and a lot of times we look at that best person in that town, I actually would challenge you to back up and maybe look at the best person in the country or the world at doing that. That's your new benchmark. That's your, where you're going. And can you learn a little bit of things to get 1% better toward them if that's your drive? And I think once we did that, uh, Northwest Arkansas is amazing and great, and there's a lot of great business people. But from a real estate perspective, we're seeing people do two, three, four billion for teams. Once we kind of looked at them and said, "Whoa, what are they doing?" It also humbles you and says, hey, "You're nothing really." I, I think that would be important. 100 million. So I would set, and, and I want to make sure. I think you're asking this question for for everyone listening. The end in mind. I have a mentor said that, and I believe in that. I'll tell you one of my end in minds, if you will. And, and I've said this a lot, but I like saying it out loud for anyone listening. My youngest will be 18 in 12 more years when I'm 58. So 58, I want to have passive income. So if you're an uh, entrepreneur, LLC, whatever you are, passive income. So right now, if you're doing all the activities and you're the person, that's not passive. So when I'm 58, say Sinclair gets into, I mean, I would, I would hope, you know, Harvard or whatever, but if she played, she's not athletic, I love her, but she isn't cheerleading, but not going to be this nine-foot-tall volleyball player. We just know that. Her parents are short. But if she said, you know what, hey, I'm playing volleyball in Harvard, and me as the dad, I don't want to miss one game. So if I don't do the activities today when I'm 58 and she's 18, I won't be able to be at every single game. So that's kind of an end in mind for me. So I think that's really important once I set that in. It's, it's great to do monthly, quarterly, yearly goals, but now I'm going, okay, 58, that's the number, that's when the financial advisor, are you meeting with them every month? And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, my wife and I, she's like, oh, we don't have any money to give to our financial advisor when we first started out. Well, we started with $25. So can you give your financial advisor $25 a month and let them put it in a gross stock index fund? Yes, most of us could. You know, that's like two Starbucks. So I would challenge you, it's about doing the little pieces it's a hockey stick. It's set slowly, steady, and then boom, it's going to hit. So that would be something too. And then I would think what else would be important. I really wanted to be a professor, and I love it. It's one of the favorite things that I do in talking to young people and making them think differently. So every class I'm thinking about, okay, how do I provide the context of the chapter, the book, the information I'm to provide, and then add a real-life example on there and I'll, you can't see me, but I get my pointer finger. And if you're listening, not if you're driving, but if you're sitting still, get your pointer finger and point to the side, your temple of your head. Your brain is an amazing machine that controls everything. So point to it. And I point to it sometimes and I say, hey, 
your brain is either going to get in the way or it's going to help you get there. That's the only thing stopping you from your dreams. Dude, what a uh, what a remarkable a remarkable way to wrap this up. Um, you guys, I, I could go on forever with Mike and, and, uh, believe me when I say, I don't think this will be the last time that Mike will be on this podcast. We've got a number of, uh, of really special things actually just, just between both Photoco, uh, we've got, we're daydreaming some stuff, some ways that we can partner, uh, with Mike Dooley. So you may be hearing more from him in the future. Um, but also MWB, my photo brand. Um, I've got some cool things coming up, uh, partnering with, with Mike. And so, um, you guys, feel free to click down into the show notes at any time or just DM me on Instagram. I would love to connect you with a way to reach out to Mike and, and talk to him about some of the things that you have uh, absorbed from this podcast and ways in which uh, he may be able to uh, to either direct you towards you know just a book or an article or something that can kind of help along the way. Uh, this guy's just an absolute wealth of knowledge, and uh, you know those of y'all that uh, have sat in on my workshops, like Superhuman, or or any of my of my little like uh, business workshops, and have heard tidbits of knowledge. Now you get to hear where a lot of this stuff is informed from. Uh, just surrounding myself with with people like Mike. Uh, so, Mike, thank you so much, man, for for the opportunity to to you know steal forty minutes of your time. It's it's valuable. There's a lot of people waiting uh, for responses from you. So, so to have you for for close to an hour is a big deal, man. That was a blast. You you were cutting into my nap time, you know. So. It's uh, that's billionaire lifestyle right there. Hey, I will tell you guys this as we wrap up. I just want to I want to encourage you guys to to take a fresh perspective on something really quickly. The one thing that I think you probably heard that I heard over and over again from Mike was the importance of valuing or or maybe seeing success through a lens of a priority. You know, he said, I don't know how many times God family values, but then he also said uh, a number of times the idea of building a community, of building a structure of people around you that support who you are and what your dreams are. And uh, yeah, we all know the, the real estate moguls that are are fast and quick to you know post selfie videos in front of their jets or in front of you know their their penthouses in New York. And uh, and I want to tell you guys that if you were to click over to to Mike's Instagram right now, you would see uh, photos of him on a two week long road trip across the country uh, with his kids, with his girls, and uh, in in their brand new in the brand new Sprinter van. Because th- these are the investments that he's making, the 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 ways that he is pouring his successes into. Uh, into his family and into the future of uh, of the community that he's supporting. So um, y'all reestablish what your priorities are and then go out there and just attack success with uh, with a fresh appetite. Hey, this has been the Photographic Collective uh, Podcast. My name is Miles with Boyer. Uh, our guest, Mike Dooley, today has been remarkable. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Guys, what a whirlwind of an episode. Am I right? Y'all, I'm sitting here just uh, just sort of reliving everything that just happened in that conversation with Mike and realizing that sometimes the people that are in our lives that are closest to us uh, just have perspectives, just have uh, ways to see the world and interact with our communities in ways that we didn't even really visualize. And, y'all, I've, I've known Mike as a successful guy, as a, as a big inspiration, a big, big part of my life for a long, long time. But even I walked away from that conversation just sort of in awe um, of, of the way that he sees the world and the potential. Y'all, if you like this podcast, if you need more of this stuff in your life, if you're enjoying these conversations, can I ask you to do me a favor? Uh, of course, we want you to subscribe. Of course, we need that five-star review. It's the only way that iTunes and Spotify knows to su- suggest us uh, to other people just like you. 
Uh, will you also drop me a DM and, uh, and just communicate with me a little bit? We'd love to know what it is that we're doing right, how we can make this better, uh, and, and even guests that you would love to have involved and, and engaged here on the Photographic Collective podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.